0: Welcome back to episode number 45 of the Tidebreaker Podcast. Honestly, I just want to say first off, shout out to everybody that started to view our content ever since the last pod ended. Um, yeah. Jack, so we've kind of exploded a little bit on social media the last couple days.
1: Yeah, we, on TikTok, mostly Instagram too. Um, our YouTube is not really as much as our TikTok, our YouTube is not as much as our TikTok and our Instagram right now, but yeah, our uh, TikTok, I mean, we hit 1.1 million views on the script video. I mean, we have... A, a lot of views and a lot of videos. Instagram over a couple hundred thousand on the videos. Yeah. Um,
0: that scripted uh, video across all of our platforms is over one and a half million views. And I
1: just want to say, we didn't make the script, man. Yeah. So we're getting like, like I said, to the people that you know are supporting us, you know, love our content, um, follow that have us, followed all that since
0: then, like shout out. Yeah.
1: Like shout out to you guys. You guys are the real ones. But there's a lot of lot of people that are hating on the content, saying that. Oh my God, there's no scripts and all this other stuff. Like, look, calling us clowns. We didn't make the scripts. We didn't make the script. <laughs> Do it, we literally bro. were reacting to the script, and people are telling us, like, we have people say, Hope you get sued. Uh, this is why you shouldn't make a podcast. Something like that. Like, that's, yeah. Anyways, I didn't even so, acknowledge
0: it, but I just love that we're in a position to get those kind of uh, comments nowadays because yeah. that means you're doing something right. So, again, shout out to the hundreds of thousands and even millions of people that um, saw our content the last couple of days. And if you guys are new and listening to this podcast, leave a review, leave a five star wherever you're watching, follow the show wherever you're listening to. And um we do a lot of stuff around the tiebreaker, so welcome.
1: Yeah, welcome, welcome back, and welcome if you're new. If you are new, um just sit back, relax. We're gonna talk some football. Probably mm. our last this is our last football content about this year, not going yeah, into the off season. Literally. So it's gonna be a pretty big episode. We have a lot to talk about. So starting off Did we win any coin yesterday?
0: I did. Well, I kind of did. I lost more coin than I won, but I did see green in a bet. I bet tails on the opening um, coin flip and got that right for five bucks. But uh, I'm down like fifteen bucks. So Uh,
1: okay. Um, Yeah, none of the the parlays for me hit. I I had one. I said I in the other episode where I said that uh, I'm gonna put minus two and a half for each team. So basically, each team to win by three. Uh, and then plus three and a half, but I actually combined it into parlays and missed the parlays. Yep, because other legs didn't hit. So, yep. this is your gambling advice here. Um, just quit doing parlays. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I did two other parlays. One was all touchdowns only. Travis or only Pacheco scored in that one, and then I had another one that had a bunch of other stuff in it. And the only thing that didn't hit was mckinnon his over under uh receiving yards i needed him for over over 23 and a half and he only gave me 15 which sucked yeah. and um cool. valdez scantling which we'll probably talk about later he didn't even catch a single ball i had him in another parlay yeah. so
1: so i hit it was like a six legger but it was like the legs combined so it wasn't too crazy damn so yeah. Well,
0: if you guys are still listening after all that betting talk, because I know probably everyone just clicked off the podcast, what predictions did you get right? Because you did make some predictions going into it, some on Twitter, some on the podcast, and honestly, you got a couple right.
1: Yeah, so on Twitter, I posted, I, I'm i not even going to explain what happened, but I just basically said, of everything that's going to happen, I coin toss, I was dead on with, and then Bucker game-winning field goal, dead on with. Yeah. Um, Everything else in there
0: you got pretty wrong, but you got two pretty cool ones right, which is more than a lot of other people, so I thought it was cool to highlight there.
1: All right, so moving into the actual game of the Super Bowl, so what do you think going in? like, from overall from the game, what's your, I guess you could say, uh, your opinion on how it went?
0: Um, Well, the game was awesome throughout. I mean, both teams back and forth going at it. Mahomes going at it. Jalen Hurts answering doing stuff with his legs, doing stuff with his arm. It was fantastic back and forth throughout. I think it ended kind of lame. Just I don't know. I would have rather saw like a game, like an actual like game winning maybe longer field goal or yeah. uh Philly with the ch- with more of a chance to win it at the end. They had like less than 10 seconds when they got the ball back. Um so as a fan,
1: kind of a lame ending, but I thought it was a, like a fantastic Super Bowl.
0: What about you? Yeah, it was a
1: great Super Bowl. I think that it was really close the whole game. There's no really time where I was like, all right, like they're probably going to take it away. But, um, we had chiefs win it 38, 35. Now, obviously we just talked about the video we just made with the script. It was low key close to the the final score. Uh,
0: The score. So if you guys forget the script said 37, 34 Eagles,
1: the script that someone else made.
0: Yeah. Ended up being 38, 35 chiefs. I mean, that's, damn near spot on yeah,
1: yeah that seems wrong but but the final score part of it is wild yeah that's that's wild that they got that close and i'm pretty sure the person that actually made the script was obviously just fooling around they probably hit inspect elements probably what they did yeah it's exactly what. They and mean. Uh it's kind of wild how close they were like
0: it's crazy i, I mean but... I, I, I gotta tip it um what do you think though first half mainly eagles um pretty much all eagles controlled the time of possession, controlled everything up 10 at halftime. But I just think the chiefs in the second half just came alive. Um, what are your thoughts?
1: My thoughts were, I think that obviously the turnover helped them out. Like I said, in the last massive, years, bro. this team, the team that's going to win the game. Not only one is going to be the last, the team to score last, which happened, but also one of the biggest things in the game is going to be turnovers. Uh, yeah. Whoever gets the turn most turnovers is going to win the game.
0: Let alone so- a turnover that immediately resulted in points.
1: Yeah, that, that turnover was obviously huge. 32 had a huge game. He almost had two touchdowns. I, I mean, know. the second one was a little iffy, but... What's his name? Um, something Burton, I think? Nick Burton? Um, Nick Barton? I no well, I something like that. I have no idea. Um, they obviously came alive in the second half. I mean, they didn't play, like, absolutely awfully in the first half. I got kind of scared when my homes went down, though. It was like... It was right before like,
0: halftime, too, and...
1: Mahomes went down. He was in a lot of pain. I was kind of scared that he wasn't going to come back in. Um, by the way, just his facial expressions were coming out. But uh, I mean, he came back in and he balled out. So
0: Yeah, I believe his he got kind of retweaked it. I think they went to commercial, and then when they came back, they showed a replay of like his reaction on the sidelines, and he looked like in a lot of pain. So immediately everybody was like, oh crap. Chad Henney started warming up. He thought he was about to go in, but luckily it was at the end of the first half. Um, they yeah, got they retired some... actually, yeah. I know Just... that's crazy. Shout out to him, yeah. he, he retired on top. I probably would have done the same, dude, to be honest. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I want to talk about something real quick here before going into the game. We spoke about two curses the coin toss curse and the MVP
1: winning a Super Bowl curse. They both got broken, yeah. They both got broken. Um, what's actually wild about this is so Mahomes broke the MVP curse,
0: yep. He's the first quarterback since night, first. Regular season MVP since 99 to win the Super Bowl.
1: Yep. And then the coin toss curse. This is what's wild for me. Okay. So I said on the last podcast, I'm going to, whoever wins the coin toss, I'm putting a live money line on the other team. Yeah. So I did it for the Eagles. (laughs) But listen, I cashed out. I cashed out at halftime when they're up 24 14. Got the money and lost another bet. But still, hey, hey, I was up coin for like solid 20 minutes.
0: Yep. (laughs) So the Chiefs did, in fact, win the coin toss. They elected to defer, but they ended up winning the game. So
1: two massive Super Bowl
0: curses yep. broken in the first Super Bowl. We highlight those curses.
1: like And look who did it, Mahomes. Mahomes did it. Did the tiebreaker have any impact on that? I don't know, man. We kind of so. We put that stuff into the existence, we, I think. On we really, two separate
0: videos, they both get broken.
1: And what's wild is like, this is going to sound so weird, but it was like, Everything we had talked about was just getting talked about like crazy. I think that's one reason, obviously, why people were seeing a lot of our content is because the stuff we were talking about was was already getting was really relevant. Like um, we just brought it up, and then I started seeing, like, even the Super Bowl was saying the same stuff, like that you usually don't see. Like, but I say it's it's easy for a game like
0: this for everyone to kind of talk about the same thing. You have two weeks to prepare. It's the two number one seeds. They're they're really even. I just love how you even did the how even the two teams were fox's yep. graphic last night was like every point you made yeah. in the video to a yeah. t including the two kelsey brothers
1: yep and then um also one thing that's also while we talked about the eagles and the um chiefs about the o-line versus d-line well the eagles had zero sacks and we, yes. we did see we did get a lot of hate on this video as well um obviously you can see why because eagles had an easy schedule which is one thing i stood out they had easy schedules so they can get a lot of sacks I'm not saying that's exactly why it happened, but they came in against this good Chiefs O-line, and they stepped up. I mean, the O-line stepped up. The Eagles came in and had no sacks at all. That's how you win a Super Bowl is no sacks. I don't know. How many times was Jalen Hurts sacked?
0: I don't know that either. I don't think it was. It was was maybe once, if if any. I don't think either quarterback really got hit last night. And I just want to say it's a major credit to Mahomes and a major, major credit to the boys up front because, dude, I'm pretty sure last episode, I said Mahomes is probably going to get sacked five, six, seven times. He didn't get sacked one time. And he's on a bad ankle. And he was still able to move around the pocket, extend plays, Mm -hmm. get out if he needed to. And a lot of times,
1: he didn't even really
0: have to do all that. The boys up front
1: stepped up. And I know people say, they're like, one of the biggest things is, oh, the Chiefs are lying so good. They're not going to come in here and sack them like that. But the reason why I really, truly believe that maybe the Eagles might come in here and get a lot of sacks They played against a Cowboys O-line that was arguably one of the best in the league at the time. Came in and sacked Dak Dak Prescott, or was it... Yeah, it was Dak Prescott six times in that game. I think that was the last time they played, maybe. But I'm like, if they could do it against the Cowboys with six sacks, they can at least get a couple against Mahomes. But I was wrong. They didn't get
0: any sacks. And that was like my biggest matchup going into the game. Um, So I just think that's so crazy that they didn't get any. I want to say also... Jalen Hurts is him.
1: Yeah, Jalen Hurts, I mean, he took the L, but he's still, like, for him personally, he's a really, really good player, and I think it really shined on him this game Um, with his three touchdowns, 304 passing. I mean, with that, I don't know if I could say exactly, yeah, without him, they're not oh, there. That's what I'm undoubtedly.
0: Saying, yeah. He set a quarterback rushing record for a game with his 70 yards rushing, um, three touchdowns on the ground. He only threw one touchdown, and remember, he got that two-point conversion on the ground as well uh yeah. another crazy thing he said that he generated 374 of the 417 total yards that is nuts
1: yeah we, well, we talked about before the game we talked about how much the running uh, is going to impact the game and i don't think we really talked enough about how much jalen hurts running is yeah gonna honestly the game. we
0: didn't i thought Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, and Gainwell were going to do most
1: of the stuff. Yeah, well, because the big thing was is he was hurt. I mean, he's not hurt, but he was kind of, you know, banged up coming into this game. Well, it was a shoulder, were...
0: so that wouldn't necessarily affect his ability to
1: run. Maybe yeah, when but, he tackled. Yeah, but I mean, tackled. like, he'll run, but I was thinking maybe the game plan wasn't just to be sending Jalen Hurts up the middle every freaking time. He wasn't yeah. having every time, but um, probably avoiding that, but obviously that was not the case. Um, he came in there. He had 15 carries, 70 yards. I mean, Gainwell had 21 Sanders it's 16 and Bosses guy 8 yards yeah. rushing.
0: So again Jalen Hurts set a quarterback rushing record in the Super Bowl for his 70 yards on the ground. Um so credit to him and I want to say I just want to give a big big credit all around to Jalen Hurts for his whole season. I think if he didn't get injured in the regular season, he would have won MVP um and who knows they probably would have rolled out more momentum and maybe won the Super Bowl if they didn't have that little time without him but Big yep. credit to Jalen Hurst, big credit to Eagles um, for sticking with them and honestly drafting them, um, already put them in the Super Bowl, and they might get back there, to be honest, just
1: so because the is NFC the is so crazy. That I was kind of thinking about going into the game uh, last week. I brought up the fact that the Chiefs can spread the ball out a lot. Um, yep. And that's one thing the Eagles weren't exactly doing it amazingly, even though they had the talent to do it. Um, Eagles came into this game, and they threw it to seven different people. That's the same thing the Chiefs did, which is, I think, if I look at their last games, like, that was a huge difference. And it's probably due to the run game not working out that well. They yeah. really had to get the ball out. Uh, Boston Scott got c- touches. Uh, Quez Watkins didn't touch the ball for, like, two straight weeks. He got the ball. And Goddard had some huge plays. I think he was more towards the first quarter or first half, um, catching first downs and stuff. So. Yeah.
0: I, I want to say, can you – now – Put yourself in this shoes. If I would have told you that Kansas City would have had more rushing yards and not gotten sacked, would you think that would be possible?
1: More rushing yards and not got sacked? Uh, no. The answer is no. That, that I, would, be I would wouldn't say in my own head, I probably wouldn't have said it was impossible, but I probably have probably been like, yes. Yeah, okay, let me say
0: high this. High more rushing it. yards. Mahomes got sacked no times, and Mahomes threw for under 200 yards. What so they would have won. You would have said no. I would,
1: I would, I would have said All no. All three yeah. of those happened.
0: And they're Super yeah. Bowl champions. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. Um Pacheco really stood out that game. I love Pacheco. He's a he's insane. Dog. His is insane. He's one of those players that when he gets the ball, he's just gonna go forward. Um he's not like I don't know, he doesn't bounce around, he's just gonna run you over type of running back. And he's not even out yeah. if I know right, he's not even that big. Like he's I'm trying to see his he's five ten. Like Yeah. Five ten, two sixteen. He's not no JT, I guess, but um, I'm looking at this now. This is actually about what we were just talking about. Uh, uh, The Chiefs actually had two sacks that game. They got him twice? Yeah, they got him twice. Um, I think is one the actual fumble? Or was that a run? I don't know. I said
0: Leo Chanel got a sack and Quaylon Saunders. Quaylon Saunders.
1: 32 is Nick Bolton.
0: Yep. Then that's who almost got two fumble recovery for a touchdown in the Super Bowl, which is crazy. Um, I want to give a quick credit to Sky Moore, too. Um, got his first ever career touchdown in that's the wild. Super Bowl. It was crazy. Shout out to him being a rookie. Got, already got a Super Bowl and was able to score a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Um, yep. it, it was it was a little four-yard. One, one target, one catch, four-yard touchdown. Um, shout out to him.
1: Yeah, and I'm looking at the stat comparison, it was very even um, in this game. I mean, total yards, more for the Eagles, right? More passing yards. I mean, their rushing yards were still 115 because they had Jalen Hurts, but obviously the Chiefs had more. um, They had more first downs. They had, I think, a better third down efficiency, a better fourth down efficiency because they went for it twice, had more total plays, but they allowed more sacks. They had more penalties and more turnovers. But they had a higher time of possession. I mean, yep. if you were to not see the score on this, you'd be like, damn, this was a close-ass game.
0: Yep, and like, you know one of the big things that happened? You said it earlier, and you said it last week. Turnovers. The turnovers, let alone one going for a touchdown. I do want to say another thing. They highlighted it early in the game. It was, I think it was before the kickoff. Aaron Andrews was saying she interviewed Mahomes, and he talked about, so this is his third Super Bowl. In his first two Super Bowls, he didn't really play that well, especially for a Patrick Mahomes standard. In Against the 49ers they had to come back late and win against Tampa Bay we all we all know how that went. they got destroyed. even last night, they won. he was great he did everything he needed to but like statistically, particularly the yards category, like he didn't even get 200 yards. he was 21 of 27, no picks got 44 yards on a, on a hurt ankle on the ground. I yeah. think I think he's'll be really happy about his performance last night.
1: Personally, I don't think that this is the best team the Chiefs have had going into the Super Bowl. Oh, I think no, they no, no not even close. Well, I think it's the fact that their defense stepped up. That's what really did it. I mean, like we just talked about it like a million times, but um Patrick Mahomes, I mean, if you he's in three touchdowns, but I mean, if you have your defense step up in a game, you don't have to play that well. Yep. Plus the Eagles had the ball 10 more minutes than the Chiefs. I mean, he threw 38 times, or Patrick Mahomes threw 27 times. Um Travis Kelsey obviously balled out. He had a touchdown, 81 yards. But what's crazy is is going into this year, everyone was saying, how is Patrick Mahomes going to do without Terry Keel? He's not going to be able to do things. Yeah. Um, it's not gonna be the same. Um, but I mean Travis Kelsey stood out to be that guy still. Um Juju got a lot of catches in the Super Bowl, but he didn't really go crazy this Juju year. Juju was
0: massive in the second half.
1: Yeah, in the second half. He was getting a lot of uh, I think it's first downs at the yeah. end of the
0: game. And it was seven catches oh, no. for fifty three yards on nine targets.
1: But Mahomes is just working with what he had. I'm not acting like the players he have are bad. Like Pacheco, he's a great young player. Um, I think he's probably has one of the most potent has the most potential of being a rookie um, this year going in compared to other players. Um, we have what's his name? Oh, Jarek McKinnon had a great year this year. I mean, he yeah. had a lot of touchdowns. I saw um, he was cashing my anytime touchdowns for like five straight weeks. That's all I know. <laughs>
0: um and then one more player i want to wait until we get there to highlight um i think is a big reason they won this game um we can actually go ahead and get there i think four moments in this game stood out the most to me one we've already talked about the hurts fumble that oh. actually went for a touchdown is if you guys weren't watching the super bowl second quarter eagles up 14 to 7 they're at about midfield and one thing that i didn't know until i rewatched it today and listened to some people talk about it this morning Before that snap, it was a third and one. They got a false start. Made it a third and six. That third and six changed the play call. Hurst decided to keep it. Lost control of the ball. Chiefs scored. Like, that is crazy that that got changed. That false start changed all of that. Um, And that's just, that tells you like that right there completely changed the game. The Eagles were driving. They're at midfield, already up a touchdown. Probably were going to score again the way the first half was playing out whether it be going up seventeen seven or twenty one seven, like shout out to the Chiefs. And that's just that's just kind of how miracles happen, to be honest. Yeah.
1: Um that that obviously was like the key part of the game. But yeah. they I mean I I just love the fact that he wasn't like a name player. We're going in this game, like watch out for this guy. And he just made a play and really changed the game in his own hands.
0: Yep. then another moment We didn't even talk about him earlier yet. This was the player, Kadarius Toney. He had a Uh 65-yard punt return in the fourth quarter. Longest punt return in Super Bowl history. Got inside the five-yard line. I think that was when Sky Moore might have caught his touchdown, I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me on that. But that moment as well, right when he possesses the the punt, he goes to the left. If you freeze frame it, there's like four or five Eagles players right in front of him. You're thinking, okay, two-yard gain, whatever. Here comes Mahomes. He reverses the field, goes all the way around Madden style, takes it up yeah. sideline, almost takes it to the house, gets to the five. Again, that's another moment. That's why the Chiefs won the Super Bowl right there. That was same. Another one, big one for me, Mahomes' 26-yard run on a hurt ankle in the fourth quarter, under just under three minutes to go in the game. So this was after all his ankle stuff we've been dealing with all game. He goes on a 26-yard run. Pretty sure it was a third down as well. Or no, I think it was just it was a first down. But him going for twenty-six to late to later set up that game winning field goal right there. And another reason why they're Super Bowl champs.
1: Yeah, what, I think the first what, you, you
0: think about that one.
1: What, the Mahomes run? Yeah. Obviously it's a big play. I think that um that's probably something they weren't expecting. And I think that's what nah. they probably were slacking on that. Uh, Mahomes is a hurt ankle and probably not be running, but He ran 26 yards, got them that first down.
0: It was his longest run of the season, too, by the way. Really? In the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl, two minutes to go when your team needs it to set up the game-winning field goal. like He's crazy, man.
1: Well, the James Bradbury, that holding call was probably... I would say this is probably one of the biggest things people are talking about, is James Bradbury's holding call late in the game. Was the call right? I've watched the film... I mean, you you could, to me. It's just it's if you're a Chiefs, if you're a Chiefs fan, you're, <laughs> you're saying that oh, it's a holding call. If you're Eagles fan, it's not a holding call. Yeah, I'm in the middle of this situation or this conversation. Um, what do you think about it? I think so.
0: I've rewatched it a couple times today as well. I think that the initial grab was yeah, like very quick. It was right early in the route, right as pretty much the play got snapped, and then. I think there was a little bit of a tug after that. I don't know which of those two moments the flag was thrown on. Yeah. But Bradbury did also say that he did hold him. I I don't know. I, I so, my, my opinion, I think it happened way too early in the play to impact the overall, like, what happened. I think it was a bad the, call.
1: The three things I look at it with is, one, it was definitely at, at a hold at one point. I feel like it was definitely a hold at one point. But... They wait till the throw is up in the air. Yeah. To really, throw. If, if i remember that right, I'm pretty sure they didn't throw the flag until the ball is about to be thrown, like after the fact that it was a hold. Could be wrong. We'll look back on it after we like put this out. But um, he throws the ball up. Ball is def- definitely uncatchable, which I guess doesn't matter if it's a holding call. Yeah. And then he, holds him. and it almost looks to me that Mahomes is throwing the ball away. Like.
0: Yeah, because he 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 literally overthrew Juju like by by a lot
1: by like a mile. I mean, yeah. it was like at the back of the end zone. He wasn't even in the end zone yet. Yeah. But um I think that it's it's one of those things that it definitely I feel like it was a hold at one point, but it was one if you had a different ref, they probably wouldn't have called it.
0: Yeah. But. I just I just my opinion on it is whatever the contact was, it was too early in the play to affect anything later on in the play. I mean it was it was a quick play, but if you slow it down and think about it, I don't think that holding impeded anything for Juju. Also, that's a third and eight. Very late in the game. The Chiefs would have just settled for three. Hurts would have got yeah. the ball back with just under two minutes to go. Like, I just think in that moment,
1: you don't throw that flag. So what do you think about LeBron's tweet? I don't you even know that? what he tweeted, nah. Uh, LeBron's tweet, let me, let me, oh, we're going to see. I'm going to make sure I can word for word this right so that I don't get roasted for this. Um <laughs> uh, LeBron James tweeted last night. He said, his hands on his back had no effect on his route. This game was too damn good for that call to dictate the outcome at the end. Damn. By the way, I have no horse in the race, just my professional opinion.
0: I agree with him. The game yeah. was way too good to have it end on that because what happened? It was a third and eight, defensive holding, automatic first down, game over. Like, it's yeah, only two minutes I... through in like the 10 yard line, it's game over.
1: Yeah, the thing is, is like, if it's the point of the game that really made it this, made it that bad, it's like it's third and eight. He's he's pretty much throwing the ball away almost. That holding was way before the throw initially. Yeah. Do you actually call that if the ball is going to like the the flag? I'm watching it right now. The flag literally comes out as the ball hits the ground, mm-hmm. and that happened like five seconds before that. So how let me ask you this:
0: that? Do the refs dictate? Did the refs in the moment say he wasn't overthrowing that? Maybe it looked overthrown, or may, how can I say this? Did the refs think because of how far the ball was overthrown that Juju was supposed to be there, he that's, wasn't yeah. because he got held? Maybe that's, that's why r- the flag was thrown so late? It's yeah, horrible that's officiating, but, but that could be re- a that's, reason. That's,
1: that's, that's, not, like, that's bad officiating, but that's like the only reasonable thing I could think of yeah. in my head that's going on. Agreed. But the thing is, is if you see a hold, you throw a flag on the hold. Yeah. It's like, not like, oh, it happens. you don't throw the, throw the flag just based on something else. Yeah um it's kind of like in the that, nba
0: when a foul happens and they wait to see if they miss it and then they call it they blow the whistle yeah that's
1: that's stupid like yeah the thing is is if the ball was on the other side of the field like if they all went that side of the field and the hold was over here it would have never been called yeah um i'm not i'm not gonna, i'm not here just to defend the eagles or defend the chiefs or whatever that's just how it should have happened as a just... fan
0: this is how we're saying is how we feel about it also if it was such like a big hold juju didn't even really react to anything like during the route like usually, yeah, if he would have felt the hold, he probably would have sold it more. Or if he actually got hold, it would have made him kind of flail out. Juju really didn't stop; it didn't impede anything that Juju did.
1: Yeah, and if you look at his route, it, I mean, like it when he gets to the part where he needs to cut out to go deep. I mean, he's pretty much let go at that point. I mean, he gets tugged like when. That's he's what I'm saying. It was very turn, fast, and it was very fast, and it wasn't even part of that route. So, like for example, if you get if you run running like if you run a deep. What's it? it? It's like an out and whatever. Yeah. So if you go and you get held on this part of your route and the ball's not even out yet, that has no determination on the ball being ahead of you that much. You know what I'm saying? Because the ball wasn't even thrown yet when the hold was happening. Yeah. So how does that affect how it's, it's. you could just keep going with this all day, but.
0: I just think as a fan too, because we didn't have any, like LeBron said, we didn't have any horse in the fight at all. We wanted to see the best possible finish that we could have. And I think. That took that away for the whole world to get an exciting finish. And like I said, if the if that wouldn't have been called, the Chiefs would have settled for three. Jalen Hurts. Wouldn't you rather just see Jalen Hurts get the ball two minutes instead yeah. of six
1: seconds? And you would think like the NFL scripts, they'd make it do that. But, oh God. <laughs> oh God. But um. Anyways, I think that just basically think- reviewing this, it should have should have been called. Yeah, I think it's if a bad you had a call. Call it call it soon as that happens.
0: Yeah let's pivot a little bit we haven't really talked about any commercials but
1: that to be commercial man oh my god if you watched the to be commercial and you were a kid or someone wasn't supposed to have a remote your life almost ended in a heartbeat everybody I
0: mean, was, every living room across america
1: somebody got yelled at yeah literally i mean we, i, we, I, they I were, looked, everyone was looking at TV me here i had no idea it was a commercial i nah. looked at the tv and we were like oh and then i didn't realize it was a commercial until like two commercials later i was like no one, I'm looking no. I look around, no one's got their remote in their hands. And I'm like, Yeah, Whoa. remember the Xbox controller was turned off. Yeah, because we, we watched it on what was it, YouTube TV. Yeah, and it low key looked like our whole setup, like the actual setup looked exactly like it was so, supposed to. So
0: the commercial started, it showed the two announcers. So you're like, Okay, the game's back on. And then the 2B like overlay popped up, and everybody scrambled. They're like, yeah. Wait, what? So I, I'm agreeing with you. Somebody in every living room across America got yelled at for like three seconds until we all yeah. realized that it was a commercial.
1: It was the weirdest feeling. Just look around the room and no one's got the remote. I literally thought like, oh, there's a ghost. Like, hey, shout out to Tubi, man. That's probably
0: the one commercial that everyone's still talking about today. So yeah. they, did, they did the right thing.
1: The marketers for that did the job. Yep. So another thing that was also a big thing in this game, not really commercial, but um, wasn't exactly the actual gameplay, I guess it was, but um, the field was not working for the Eagles last night. I mean, not even for the Chiefs on some plays too, because there were some celebrations we saw they slipped on. Yeah. So almost half of the team for the Eagles switched their cleats. So Devont, the big names were Devontae Smith, uh, Jalen Hurts, and Hassan Reddick. They all changed their cleats too. So we all we all saw when Jake Elliott slipped and it looked like he rolled his ankle during the like, kickoff. It
0: looked like he could have gotten injured from that. Yeah,
1: he could have got injured from that. Um, if you guys didn't know, this is actually, it's not the same exact turf. So this turf they used on this was actually real grass that was homegrown in Arizona. Yeah, it says the, this the is,
0: grass was grown at a local sod farm in Phoenix.
1: Yeah, and this is actually the same, I guess you could say stadium, but not the same exact field. That Butker was carted off week one mm-hmm. with um, his injury. There's a reason the he wasn't goal. kicking
0: against us. Remember, Danny Amendola was the one missing oh. field goals and the reason we won.
1: I don't remember that at all, honestly. Yes. So <laughs> it appeared worse after halftime. This is what everybody's saying. Um, <clears throat> apparently, there's no, I haven't seen the film of it, but the Fox cameras showed halftime workers actually filling in divots in the field after halftime. Bro, this is so, the
0: Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, and they, I could just see them, like, mess up the field and be like, oh, oh shoot, we got to kill this up. Yeah. <laughs> like, but that's but, wild, dude. They said that basically the halftime show affected it a really bad after halftime. If you guys didn't see also during, uh, I think it was Pacheco's celebration in the end zone. yeah, he He's trying to celebrate, and he slips and There falls was also and- the
0: two massive Super Bowl logos at about the 25-yard line of each side of the field they had to worry about. It says the total cost for this field was $800,000. You spend all that money and we're talking about it being a problem that's crazy
1: that's wild and like i don't even i'm not a big turf guy i don't know much about turf and grass i don't understand like the difference in your tur- in like um there's types of grass you use there's types of turf you use i don't know the differences and stuff i just know grass is natural turf is turf but like how do you make it that bad to where you're running on something and it just makes it where you slip all the time, inj- injury prone all the time? Like, I feel like there's got to be a better solution to this yeah, rather than that. So, in the Super Bowl, in the Super Bowl,
0: and I'm pretty sure, don't quote me, but I think one of the college football playoff games were played in the stadium too, and they had turf problems as well. So, and you know how Arizona the, that stadium they card out the field, they take it outside, they let it sit outside for a little bit, they roll it back in um they have always had problems with their field so hopefully they get it right if they host any big events in the future any closing thoughts on the super bowl
1: the super bowl was fun while it lasted we're sad now we're gonna get into the off season great super bowl i think i i think it felt really quick to me i don't know why It felt like a really quick game to me i could just i mean be, we were just having a good time in my place that was a it was a, a, gr- time it was a great time. time i hope everybody else had a great time too the super bowl is always a fun event you know it's the last game of the year. It's all about friends, good football, commercials, food, and beer. And I think all five of those got checked off. All, all of my, five of those yesterday. It was amazing. It was a great day. Um, if if you guys want to like have a better Super Bowl, yeah, a lot of food. I won't say a lot of beer, but beer. And- <laughs> We we didn't have no wings. That was one thing that was kind of like we were missing out. I know. We We had
0: pizza and chips and little snacks. But, uh, yo, those sliders sliders. that Luke brought over. Shout out, Luke Deal, if you're listening, man. Jesus Christ. sliders were fire. I ate too many. All right. Last thing we'll talk about today. The Colts unofficially, officially, I don't know the term, signed Eagles OC. Who else? Shane Steichen to be our new head coach.
1: It's almost like we talked about that as well. It's almost like we called it. Yeah. We, well, no, we I didn't even, that we, wasn't even us man.
0: predicting. That was us saying who we thought would be the best. And it's a good feeling when it actually turns out to be that guy, because it's not like it's Jeff Saturday. It's not like it's some defensive guy. It's a good, 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 good. good I'm going to put those on all caps, underline bold, everything. It's a great hire. Yeah.
1: And I think that this, this should work out. Um, this is something that's we're going to have to think about as well. You know his offense is being ran with Jalen Hurts, right? Yep. It'd be better to have our quarterback that can that can move the ball like Jalen Hurts. You saying a little CJ Stroud action? A little CJ CJ Stroud Shr- action under Shane Steichen. Yep. I think that gives it more of a reason to get someone that can be more mobile. So
0: yeah, the offense that we saw this year, and particularly last night, that Jalen, Jalen Hurts offense. was leading. I think we're going to see a lot of that here. Um, and like I said, this was the candidate you wanted to now have to groom a rookie quarterback. You don't want some defensive old head coach to have to have to then hire another OC to then have him figure out the rookie yeah. quarterback. Shane Steichen has been here, done that many times with a lot of successful quarterbacks. We already said it. Philip Rivers, Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts and now potentially Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, or Will Levis. Um, my question to you is, how will he handle the play-calling duties? Because we've seen it really not work out in Indy.
1: Um, I really don't know. I'm going to be honest. I don't know about this. I just think that if, if they think that he can handle the pl- calling the plays, obviously the head coach didn't work out for his last time to call the plays because um, it really puts a lot on him.
0: It puts a lot.
1: Um, yeah, and I think that... I like the Sirianni approach, but. What's the Sirianni approach? You don't even know it. Sirianni approach is him calling the plays, right?
0: Yeah. So Sirianni's first year last year as the Eagles head coach, he started out calling plays. Midway last season, he figured out, hey, this is way too much for me to handle game wise. I can't do it. Let me give it to Shane Steichen. I personally think that that's the way it needs to be done. Let the OC call the plays. It can be your plays that you cook up all week. But in the moment during the game, you're a head coach. Play that more of a CEO style, handle everything, kind of oversee everything instead Uh of, because, bro, when Frank Reich did it, it seemed like it hurt him in a lot of other ways because he was always having to focus on the offense. Yeah, he took
1: so much blame, too. That was one thing. And, like, Frank Reich, I mean, yeah, when we were watching the games, we were like, oh, my God, get this guy out of here, throwing the screens, which never stopped even when he left, I feel like. Yeah. Um, Throwing the screens were wild. We, we, we were just like sitting there. He got a lot of hate for that. Um, and then also, he's also the head coach. He's got all those duties. I think, just like you said, leave it to someone else. Let them deal with it. And hopefully, it's someone that's doing it is actually good at doing it. So, yeah,
0: facts. And like like I'm said, we're saying here, saying that we kind of hope Shane Sykin doesn't call plays. So that just adds another level to this whole hiring process. We have to find that OC. He's probably going to pick it. He probably has his own in mind, but hopefully they can all be on the same page. And um, again, I just want to give credit to the Colts. I think the head coaching search was a long time, but it needed to be a long time for them to get it right. And I think personally, and super early, it's not even official yet, but I think they got the right guy.
1: Yeah, and what will they do with Jeff Saturday is another question. So, Yeah. I think personally, I I think that he's going to, I honestly don't even know if they're going to hire him back. I think that, do you think Jeff Saturday wants to be the line coach? Like,
0: see, it's that's a question about how is that Jeff Saturday ego work out? He just got in here last year to be interim head coach. Do you think he'll take a position coaching role rather than just go back to ESPN and do what he was doing? Also, it's all it all depends on what Shane Steichen wants. If he is the head coach, he fills out the staff. Will he even want Jeff Saturday? Because you can probably you can pretty much make a case that RO line before he was here they were bad he got here i think they got better as the season ended ever yeah. since he took over interim head coach so do you even want him um to be the o-line head coach because chris strauser i think his first name's chris but coach strauser he was the line coach he went to another team this off season so we yeah. have an o-line coach opening will jeff saturday want that that remains to be seen
1: i see him going back to espn to be honest i do but- too but, it, be, I mean, it'd be cool it. if,
0: he, if he wanted to stay and Shane Steichen wanted I don't know.
1: Maybe he's got a passion for coaching. That's the thing. That's one thing I could only see him doing is be, being passionate about coaching Yeah, him staying with the team.
0: I mean, so, hey, if you are you just got experience head coaching, whether it was warranted or not and whether you deserved it, it's a different question. But, like I said, that ego part, does he want to just have to go down the totem pole and be a, oh, a line coach? Yeah. We'll have to see. But um, anything else you want to talk about?
1: No, I think we covered a lot of it. I mean we're probably not gonna have another episode up till next week. Um, the one thing I do want to get out to the people that's still listening, because if you're still listening, you're you're a real one right now, um, is that moving into the offseason we're gonna do a lot more basketball content. I'm gonna have to we're gonna be having keeping up a lot more basketball. Um, I've been keeping up with them because we've been I mean at least me, I've been gambling on them a little bit. So that we got March Madness coming up. That's gonna be sweet. Um, I'm looking at potentially I don't know what games are gonna get played here. I try I kinda wanna go to one. Yeah um that kind of thing. And we're gonna try to keep you updated on all that stuff.
0: Nah, I just agree with you. Look out for um not as much football content. The football content we will be putting out is probably mostly Colts stuff. Um, Shane Steichen hiring who was going to be our quarterback as the draft approaches and a lot of Some
1: scouting stuff.
0: Yeah. A lot of college basketball as the regular season ends, we're going to have all the conference tournaments and into March madness. And then into the NBA of uh, what the hell happens after the all-star break. But thanks to everybody for listening, man. I'm pretty sure we have a lot of new people listening this episode, just from all the buzz we had over Super Bowl weekend. So um, be sure to follow everything. They're on the screen below. They're in the description of the podcast. If you're listening audio wise, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, everything. Go hit the follow. Show the boys support. We're almost at 1,000 on TikTok. So, um,
1: yeah. Almost 1,000 on TikTok will go live.
0: Facts. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week.
1: Peace.